You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Ooh, I am excited to share with you that our parent company, Sick Biz Incorporated, has rolled out a very special business course designed just for you. Eight modules take you through eight must-know business lessons, and they are the very same ones that took me from less than zero to paying off medical bills, affording different treatments, and even moving into a house I love. You guys, I am driving again in a new-to-me Jeep, and the list goes on. I don't claim to be a wealthy influencer because my mom does not let me lie, but I am real with you. What I'm teaching you is real-life living wage strategies that enable you to work for yourself, grow your business, handle your bills, and even give you a little mad money. If you want more info on how to sign up, please email me at sickbizco at gmail.com. The courses are priced at 500 bucks, so they are affordable business coaching for everyone. I'm never, ever going to touch the price either. The only thing I might do is lower it, but do not pressure me. So when's the last time you heard those two words together? Affordable coaching. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Hope to hear from you soon. Again, that's sickbizco at gmail.com. My guest today is a returning hotshot. Oh, did I just give you a little foreshadowing? Scott Mulvaney started Fuel Foundations, whose goal and mission is to support philanthropic, charitable, volunteerism activities in and around the greater Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, USA region. That was a mouthful. I fucking nailed it. He is also a killer podcast host of Live the Fuel, existing to fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. The podcast targets positive change for the Gen X and millennials too, and he is making that a reality. And as a former hotshot, don't worry, he's going to explain it. Scott is writing a book about his experiences and sharing the reason his mustard seed movement is growing. Please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Mulvaney! I need to record that and use that on my show. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. I yes. know, right? We've been, we've been rapping a lot lately, like in the past two weeks, especially. (laughs) We do. Yep. We have a hip hop album coming out. No, I'm just Mm. kidding. The rapping thing. Oh, that would be scary. I mean, you might, you might have it. Maybe not me. So I I don't think I do. My wife and her best friend could definitely rock that. They're pretty darn good with that stuff. Your wife is a rapper? That's amazing. You get enough wine into her and anything is possible. Fantastic. (laughs) I would, I would love to see that. I would. Oh, it's entertaining. So uh, they definitely have memorized the 90s uh, and the early 2000s in a very impressive way. So, See, and that's why you married her. It's one of the reasons. Like, is it in your vows? Was it in the vows? No, but uh, the fact that our dog takes precedent over me was actually in the vows. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man, Calvin? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's in the prenup. Oh, Calvin, so I, I, I love don't get him. him. <laughs> Calvin is amazing. So let's catch up. We're mm-hmm. already doing that, but let's catch up officially. The last time you were on, I looked this up. 
It was two years ago in April. I know, right? It, it, dude, in a podcasting world, I feel like these reconnections takes forever. They do. But then it's also like a flash. It's like raising kids. It's like the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah. You know? So what's new with your personal and business life? Freaking everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All the above. Just everything. Like <laughs> you're a married man now. I am coming up on one year on St. Patrick's Day, 2020. Woo! Ladies, so. he's off the market. Sorry. <laughs> I held on as long as I could. <laughs> I mean, I, I waited to my 40s to get married. So I think that was well, impressive. So, Man, I think that's actually a small miracle. But you know, I know my, right? my husband did the same thing, married for the first time in his 40s. And I was like, boy, you are a trusting individual. <laughs> this is well, I was also the guy who said I would never get married. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that pretty much helps keep you single. So It does. It does. <laughs> and you have this adjustment period of living with somebody and being like, it's not just me and I'm not just batching it anymore. And Yeah. I like that batching it as in bachelorhood. I like that. Yeah. Well, you, you, you have a way with that. words. You, I just make shit up. And yeah. some of it sticks and some people are like, huh? And then I'm like, okay, I will cross that off the list. And I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. This, this is why I have you looking at the book because I don't have a freaking clue. Like, <laughs> you, do, you do. So we're going to get to the book. So, but let's, yeah. so let's, and we talked about this off the mm -hmm. air. Um, you've got three things really that we're going to pay attention to today. I mean, obviously you have more because like I'm in love with Calvin. I just have to say that Calvin, the coonhound, your dog, I'm in love with him. He On Instagram, he is at Calvin the Coonhound. Yes, so. <laughs> he has his own following, and his story is magnificent. Your wife is a vet, mm -hmm. and his story is magnificent. So I want people to follow, so we'll give a little kind yeah. of... Um, He's a good little tripod, you know? We, we have to cut his leg place. off to save him from cancer, for God's sakes. Follow him. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, at the very least you can do. Is follow know, right? him for cripes sake. He already right? gave up his leg for his following. I mean, that's huge. <laughs> so he was like, oh, what happened to, uh, I didn't hear you. I lost you. Uh-oh. We have a mild uh, technological difficulties. Let's see. Anything? Are you there now? I don't hear you. Shoot. We'll get this. That's okay. Um, still no. Can you hear me though? Like it just went just like that. Oh, I almost heard something there. Yeah, I checked. I mean, you're, yeah, I hear you fine. There you go. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so we'll just have. So, Robert. And Robert's team, <laughs> please take note and just splice the shit out of that, okay? That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. But, so Calvin... Yeah, but Cal Calvin is, a, is our cancer survivor, so yes. And he gave up his leg to For build a following. following. So literally, <laughs> like, you guys, if you're not willing to do that, what are you even doing? I know, right? No. Everybody's, everybody's trying to hack. Like people, people call me like, hey, man, I want to hire you and figure out my marketing. I'm like, listen, just follow our dog. You cut your leg off. 
you do you, you claim it in the in the world of cancer and and it starts slowly and organically but you know you can slowly and organically after cutting your leg this is the worst advice i have ever <laughs> this is what people imagine? pay me for this right? what people pay me for yeah that's that's my new marketing commercial um <laughs> so talk about that so talk about the work you're doing talk about that we'll get to we'll get to fuel foundations talk about your job i um grow people's sales and marketing and brands. So yeah, there you That's go. Fun. That's, uh, I'll shorten that right up there. I mean, my tagline is I tell people to control how you exist online. People just try and exist. And I'm like, that's great. Ooh. But as you know, as a person who helps people with sick biz, you know, it's like, uh, there's more than just existing. Like anybody nowadays can turn on a Facebook page. You can create Calvin the Coonhound on Instagram, but it's like, what are you doing like why are you doing all of this and what do you want to stand for and what do you want to make sure people put a brand behind for god's sakes everybody should actually have a brand i tell people all the time so whether it's your personal name or you create you know live the fuel like i did and then eventually create fuel foundations all that stuff but you got to start somewhere and most people have no freaking clue so yeah well and they don't i i don't know that they put the thought into it either so they just go well this seems to be what everybody else is doing i don't know how to put thought into this um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it there also doesn't seem to be generally accepted conduct rules either so people will be like man i'm up i'm real you know i'm gonna swear at my grandma like I'm going to take a political stance and I'm going to go down with the ship. And, and if you're doing business, you generally have a personal brand overlap these days, yeah. don't you? Yes. I, I do tell people that I'm like, listen, whether you like it or not, your personal brand does influence your professional brand. And there's, there's an age old lesson and maybe this is in your course. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell people like, uh, there's those two rules. Like don't talk politics. Don't touch religion. Yes. Don't even, I mean, even if you want to, even if like inside you're like, but the American revolution and you're just screaming about the movement and all of these things resist. I mean, unless that's your brand. I mean, if if you're a hardcore, uh, born again, Christian or whatever topic of religion you want to go with, obviously if that's your brand, then, then yeah, that's when that is allowed. Or if you are uh, a marketing company that supports Republicans or, or Democrats or liberals, well then obviously, okay, I get it. Right. That's your business. You know, right. that's your platform. But everybody else, stop it. <laughs> because <laughs> you're, you're polarizing your audience and you're literally cutting off potentially 50% of your market. Is, uh, that, is it that high? It 50%? can be depending on depending on what people. I mean, if you think about it, if you've got a strong market following and you decide to polarize and go Republican, Democrat, let liberal, or you go Catholicism versus uh, you know the Muslim faith and all this other stuff that you could accidentally do, think about the alienation potential, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Now, and yeah, so. what you know, but like, what about if you're you're just like repelled? by a particular thing you can take a stand on that if you want yeah. to can't there, you there's fine lines there uh i do i it's it's like we just got done saying don't do that right so let's get yeah, the other yeah. half of the coin right yeah people do respect people if you do take a position in certain areas okay right. like for example i'm gonna bring it up right now this is fresh off how the presses i have a, a marketing colleague who had reached out to me 
Mm-hmm. And literally the past 24, 48 hours, like we were talking about a mutual client. We both help. Like she does all the website stuff. I do all the social media stuff and the branding. Sure. And then because we've built a professional relationship, she happens to bring up some personal stuff going on with her. Mm. And she's like, I'm afraid to, to, she's like, what are your thoughts on a GoFundMe? And I'm like, what mm. do you mean? And she's like, well, I've, I need to get out of my marriage. I'm like, well, this is a new conversation. Uh, Why are you telling me this? And she said, I'm not being physically abused. I'm being mentally abused. And then she's like, I was like, listen, I'm honored that you want to trust in me and ask my advice on this. I told her right off the bat, I said, if this is that bad and you financially can't free yourself, I'll be the first one to donate to your GoFundMe. Let's oh do my God. Right? I don't even, I have, uh, I have, I have thoughts about that. I really, right. yeah. you know, and she's worried. She's like, I don't know if I want to do this because I'm airing dirty laundry and blah, 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 blah. But she's like, I've been putting this off for months and I don't know what to do. And it's getting worse. Yada, yada, yada. And I said, okay, so let's be smart professionals. Sit down, write out. Like if you've turned on a GoFundMe tonight, yeah. what would you want people to see? And then email it to me and I'll give you my opinion and I'll, I'll be like, whatever that's worth. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, let's, let's treat this like it's your personal brand of concern. And I said, I, I mean, I was like, if it's bad enough and you need that help, yeah, I've helped other people with way less of a mission. I've, I've raised money for people running GoFundMe's just to raise money. One of my projects before I created Fuel Foundations was just to help this kid with cerebral palsy Mm-hmm. Be, able, be able to ride a bike for the first time, but he can't ride a traditional bike. So a buddy of mine came to me and said, what do I do? I was going to put a post on Facebook and like mail, have them mail the checks to me. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I literally. Kind of like stop yourself for a minute. But like uh, all of this is good. Uh, yeah. But this up last until that, part up until that. Yeah. I was like, uh, your mission's strong. The story is strong. The giving potential is great. Your execution, the ability, like no one's going to send you a personal check. I mean, maybe, uh, but hello, 1980. Uh, they want their strategy back. Uh, so, so I said, okay, why don't, I was like, no. And he, he fought me on this. I was like, I will run the GoFundMe on your okay. behalf. And I was like, I, I was like, you owe me a drink if I break your goal within 72 hours. Nice. Uh, what he needed to raise. I broke it in 12. So That's we awesome. actually, we actually exceeded. He only needed a thousand dollars to, he wanted to get him a bu- get him a bike and get him like some, bike, you know, helmet, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we ended up raising $2,500 in actually less than 24 hours. So I was Amazing. like, okay, we, I mean, this is just one tiny little project. So, yeah. and I've seen some really, dumb GoFundMes online. I'm just going to go ahead and say Oh my okay? gosh. That's what, like, that, that's what I'm seeing. It's like, it's getting yeah. a stigma. Isn't yeah. it? The GoFundMe is getting yeah. a stigma. And I hate that because, and hate's yeah. a strong word because it is a powerful platform. And yeah. this is an example of, and I've, 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 I've justified it this way. I've told people, I said, GoFundMes uh, are different than Indiegogos and Kickstarters. I've helped run Kickstarters and I've helped successfully literally crowdfund a movie last year for my client and we raised you know it's now free on amazon prime because it's doing so well mm-hmm. and it was ranking number one on itunes a few months ago like we kicked ass you know i'm totally so proud of this awesome. but it's like okay go fund me different more of a personal approach 
Um, great for small startup charity concepts, proof of proof of a, of a situation, et cetera. Yeah. And I, I, I see the potential here for this woman because she's a, she's a professional um, and she's stuck under an eclipse, a big eclipsing of, uh, of a man. And I'm all about girl power, man. Like my wife is an independent entrepreneur. Everybody in her practice are women. Um, I've, I've helped uh, battered women projects years ago. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, if you want, all you gotta do is tell me go, and I will turn it on for you, and we'll blow it up <laughs> because uh, she's a good woman and she deserves better. So, but I'm not getting involved in personal life. I'm just saying, if this is what you want to do, I'll help you. So, I would imagine people come to you and feel comfortable talking about their personal stuff with you. It's weird, but I think it's, I think it's because I was a bartender maybe, maybe years ago, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" I tell my bartender everything, and I said. I said, okay, but I'm not a bartender anymore. Um, <laughs> and what part of this ensemble <laughs> yeah. is making you yeah. believe that <laughs> I'm a bartender right now? That's so apparently that, 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 that uh, personality trait has carried over and I'm now unofficially a sounding board slash counselor. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's an honor. I think people yeah. just detect that you're an empathetic and compassionate human being. And well, so the world needs more of it. So they, they do, they yeah. do. And you're putting that out there. So do you see the segue I just did? Do you, uh, you might be uh, a professional. <laughs> so you're putting that out there though, because since we talked last, one of the things you've done is establish your own foundation, the fuel foundations. So give us some insight into that. That wasn't even on the docket. <laughs> So, just like just appeared one day. Did you dream about it and wake you up? Know, uh, like that little cerebral palsy story. Yeah, um, yeah. There was another, there was another project that I ended up just self-funding and there's a lot over the years. Like I'm not uh, like you said earlier in your, in your intro, like we're not multi multi millionaire people. And right. I tell people all the time, you don't need to be okay. Free yourself of debt and you've created yourself an amazing flexibility of life. Um, so yes, I've always, actually, there's a great book I recommend to my entrepreneurial clients, um, the, uh, profit first by Michael McCallowitz. It's a great, uh, book to reopen your mind on how you manage your finances as an entrepreneur, uh, mm -hmm. learning to pay yourself first. That's why it's called profit first. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, so I started adopting that into my business model years ago for fuel enterprises, my LLC, and then live the fuel as it grew uh, before fuel foundations was created. And then I was, I was hard coding in my formulas, a percentage of my gross income to go towards nonprofit initiatives because up until that point it was like, Oh, how much money is in my bank? Yeah, sure. There you go. Here's 50 bucks. Here's 500 bucks. I would just throw it out there really early. Oh. And that's not good. You, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it, dumbass. Like, there's no, there's no budgetary planning there whatsoever. Um, like, my heart is large, but it doesn't always match up to the bank. Um, but oh, if you. Freaking feel that a hundred right? million percent. Yes, you've got to have a home for every dollar. This is mm. what I've learned. You got to have a home for every dollar. I say that like scolding myself. Yeah. And, and you eat your money too. Like, do you eat your money because we mm. eat our money? We're like, hello. I'll just do two clicks on here, and then my favorite food will be right in front of my face, and I can just shovel it in. And live like a job of the hut, modern yeah. day in Champlain, Minnesota. That's what I am, job of the hut. 
Jabba the Hutt. DoorDash yeah. slut. Jabba the Hutt, DoorDash <laughs> slut. <laughs> wow, you went there. Um, Dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> so, so fast forward that part is I learned to kind of like the old, the great grandmother envelope system. She would just stick oh, money yeah. in an envelope and you, hide, and you had a filing. You had an envelope filing system under your mattress, which is totally not a bank, uh, but they thought so. Thank uh, you for that clarity. You know, <laughs> right? And uh, so anyway, so I started creating. I had a, a ha- to this day, I still have a, a bank account that I figured out the perfect hard-coded dollar amount percentage-wise out of, out of gross income that needs to go into that account for taxes. So, okay. you know, I because in the beginning when I started my business, I didn't know I had to prepay my quarterly taxes. Hello. Yeah, um, I didn't again, either. Classic entrepreneurial fuck up. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you got to pay the man. Um, you do, so or, have, yeah. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or else. Or, else or bye-bye. <laughs> or, or your butt's puckering at the end of the year, and you're like, oh, my God. And, and your butt will be puckering for a different reason if you go mm-hmm. to prison. So Yeah, dude, you know. IRS, IRS prison is way worse than pretty much every other form of prison. Uh, they will Ooh. screw you up. So. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I've got a tax account. I've got a profit first account um, I, uh, that I give myself a quarterly payment out of, which is my, my bonus, so to speak. I bonus myself once a quarter. That's what I learned from that book. You're so good um, for your, you're so good to you. Yeah, you know what? Well, you know, like, I work hard. I deserve it. So. I am my own sugar daddy, you know? Yeah. Like- <laughs> um, but so then anyway, so I, I created a little bank account for donations, like for, I called it my my. I actually started calling it a for-purpose account. And then... Oh, I lost you again. I lost you again. I lost you. And you're frozen. I don't know what's going on. You're totally frozen. Are you there? Okay, now I hear you. I lost you for a good chunk. Oh, man, what'd you lose? Uh, So start at four... Purpose. Oh, for Thank purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are we editing again? Are we going to roll with it? Robert. Yes. <laughs> you need to edit that because that was a big chunk of dead air, which is a smack on the hand. I don't understand. Like I have nothing else open. So it must be the internet feed. Anyway. It might, it's the internet feed because I keep getting a thing that says internet connection uh, unstable and I'm literally three feet from the freaking router and nobody else is home but me. This is why I hardwired my studio. I went back to good old fashioned cat five to my computer. I don't trust Wi-Fi. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. You All can't right. beat internet speed when you're hardwired. Okay. You're not, you're not depending on the airwaves. So. Yeah. And that's so weird though, because when, anyways, when we moved, I was like, no, I need this. It can never fail, whatever. And now fail, 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 fail. So I'll I'll give you some tips after the show. So pick up on for purpose. Yeah. So as I was saying, a for purpose initiative ended up naturally blooming and becoming an important part of my brand because I was going to, I, I still go to this conference out West called Thrive Make Money Matter founded by Cole Hatter. And it's a huge, it's now a huge entrepreneurial event, like highly recommend it. Um, big rah-rah event now, but it's all about big, big name entrepreneurs getting on stage and just sharing all their fuck ups and, and how you can learn from it. And, it. and they're very big on the four purpose initiative, teaching people that you can be successful and you can make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you will do it even better if you're running a for purpose initiative, even if it's only 1% of your, of your income, like align yourself with a nonprofit, a charity, something to help you feel better about what you're doing. And yeah. that's what got me going. And then all of a sudden this past year, 
I was finishing the book. Well, I thought I was finishing the book, but you can correct me. Uh, and uh, that's another great, hilarious story. Anyway, uh, so I, I'm writing the Hot Shots book, and then I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I launch my own nonprofit? I've been, I've been on the boards of charities. I've helped start other charities for other people. I should just have my own charity. And so I did. So like the book was done. I'm like, wait a minute. And then when I put the book up on Amazon, I start selling it because I already told myself I was going to donate a hundred percent of the proceeds of this, this, my first ever book to yeah. fallen firefighters in some form or fashion. But I was like, I don't know what to do with it. Right? Like, where's the money go? Do I pick yeah. a new charity every year? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then light bulb. Why don't I create my own 501 C three? And that's, literally all of a sudden and my my verb my branding is fuel right i have fuel enterprises i have live the fuel live the fired up epic life as an acronym i'm fueling people's health business and lifestyle on the podcast now i've got fuel foundations and i want to fuel up people with that that's the hashtag that i'm now trying to take over is hashtag fuel up for everything love it love it what if my foundation can fuel up other people's initiatives so then so now there's just money every month well, actually every week, just going into a, a nonprofit 501c3 bank account that is in the Fuel Foundation's name, totally tagged to my my tax ID for that organization. I, I don't touch the money. It just goes there until I find something to do with it. <laughs> so. See, you are goals. That's the whole thing. You are goals because I'm not quite there yet. I feel like ever since I've known you, I'm like, you're my big brother and I'm running to catch up behind you. I'm like, I'm almost, I'm almost there. Oh, and I lost your audio again. This is really starting to, there we go. So you started to say okay. more edits again. Uh, you started to say, so you, and then you, you just, so, yeah. yeah. So you are several steps ahead of me. Oh, so when okay. I first met you, I was like, oh, he's here. And I'm like behind you chugging up the hill. I'm like, wait, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> you're ahead. You're like, and this account here and this here, and I'm going to do this. And it's all organized. So, but I want to, I think you hit on something that's highly important that maybe a, a lot of people are not entertaining, which <clears throat> is there's a component of giving back. And there's a reason that we give back. Yes, we give back. We, we feel good. But what does it do for your life? How does that change your mm. life? How does that change your business? For me, in the beginning, I didn't know how to answer that. Uh, yeah. There was also a bit of a guilt factor. Uh, and as you've been peeking through my unedited book, you, you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. um, it's... <sighs> There, there's, it's okay to be selfish. I'll go ahead and say that. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it was like, I just felt good helping people. Like to this day, I've been 10, 10 years, 10 years, this, this past Thanksgiving, 10 years straight, I've stopped doing Thanksgiving with my family and I go to New York city every year to Harlem and I help make 2000 meals from scratch and we serve them to the streets hot Thanksgiving morning. The only oh, charity that does this. So it's like, but it's not my charity. It's somebody else's nonprofit initiative. Shout out to Sister Mary Lanning, who started this on the hood of her car in the hood, in the hood of Harlem, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Um, Shout out, Sister Mary right? Lanning. Yeah, wow, she's a, ba she's a badass old woman. I love her. I, 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 hopefully <laughs> she doesn't hear me. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, She's like, but, Scott, yeah. we will discuss your addressing <laughs> of me. What? <laughs> 
it's okay. She doesn't wear the full blown like a uh, penguin uh, habit anymore, oh, so she's not God. as like she's not as domineering and scary. So okay, that gives me PTSD. Yeah. That totally does. <laughs> like if I see a nun, like give me a clown over a nun any day, yeah. any day of the week. So, yeah. but you, you turn it just feel, it feels on good. in yourself. So in your yeah. business, though, you know what I mean. Like it, it makes your business deeper it it makes it more fulfilling and yeah. i think it makes it more even just magnetic to yourself uh-huh. well you for example i i just and i don't i don't care I'll, I'll be like that uh pat flynn you know how they share share their income and they don't hide anything you know yeah, so yeah. like so last month or was it this month i don't even know my biggest client that i used to be an employee of years ago i i, I have her on retainer um we, she i run her say I grow her sales and marketing for her and her clients. Um, so the beauty of what I've done is that I've made sure that I get a freaking nice commission, you know? So it's like, I, so anyway, I, I had this fat commission check last this past month. I was like, Oh snap. Great way to start off 2020. Thanks to all the, all the hard work I did for the past 90 days for her company, yeah. growing, growing her contracts success for her clients. So I see that, I see that, that number come in and I'm like, and then I get to open up my little profit first spreadsheet and start doing the transfers. And then I get to that for purpose line item. And I was like, you know what? So for 2020, like for 2019, I always, I was doing 3% of gross income. Okay. Well, when I saw that fat number and I'm like, oh, I think it's time to up at the 5% of all gross income for 2020. And when I hit that transfer, I saw a big nut of like 10 grand. I mean, basically 5% of 10 grand. Yeah. In one shot going right into my nonprofit. I was like, yeah, yeah, we got to keep this rolling, you know? So, uh, hey, wait, you turned into Larry, the cable guy. Yeah, I did. When you, there. when that, when that happened. Oh okay. yeah. Get her done. But, but, right. But it's like, yeah. dude, like, holy crap. Like, that's the point is like every time I have money coming in, I get to give it away. It's not been fully given away yet. Oh, no. but it's, it's been removed out of my accounts. I, I can't touch it. It immediately, it's my policy. As soon as income hits my main business checking account, every single week, once a week, I do transfers. And that's the first transfer I do is I do my profit first transfer and my for purpose transfer. And then I do all the tax stuff and everything else. And it felt, awesome putting a big fat number in that's fantastic oh, right so fantastic and you do it for yourself and you do it for other people it almost feels selfish in a way because it feels so good or it almost feels like uh this is the new cocaine yeah you but know it's, it's like, like why are we doing all this right yeah, so right. this further answers your question it's like people are afraid to be selfish well dude no one's gonna help me with my life I'm out here trying to, you know, conquer the world, make a difference. Now, now uh, make the wife happy, and I've got the nonprofit now. Like, I need to keep kicking ass and taking names. So, you excuse do. me if I'm gonna be a little bit selfish and feel good about it. <laughs> you get to feel good about it. I yeah. mean, and this is the thing, though. Anything that pertains to what is hard won, anything that pertains to your baptism by fire or baptisms by fire, you get to feel good about it. When you mm -hmm. wake up every day. And you go in your kitchen and you're like, man, I'm running this business. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about people collectively. When you do that and you're like, well, it's been hard. I'm tired. I put in a 16-hour day. You know what you get to do? Enjoy that freaking cup of coffee. Damn right. Get to take these pieces and enjoy them. You get to wring the hell out of the enjoyment of them. So I'm glad you're doing that. And at the same time, you're giving back. Like there's no, there is no better yin and yang. There just literally is not. So you started this foundation. Yeah. 
but you've had, did it kind of spring off of the podcast to a degree or did the podcast spring off of something else? The podcast sprung out originally because I, I was listening to some really shitty podcasts. And <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about, girl. Come on. Oh my uh, God. The, the ones that are like, this is a scripted podcast. And thank I you I am a robot. Me. Yeah. You, you did you your know. robot voice on the last episode. See? Right? Yeah. So I figured you'd remember that. And it's like, I'm a robot. I have no personality. And I'm reading off of a piece of paper. And the person I'm interviewing may have just dropped the biggest bomb ever. But because I'm stuck with my script, I've completely skipped over it. And I moved on to my other question. Right? It's like, ugh. So yeah, that's what, honestly, I got sick and tired of it. And I had learned so much from you know, farm kid turned corporate monkey turned firefighter turned entrepreneur. I'm like, what if I created a voice for myself? Right. And also a guy who's now my client, who's a very successful podcaster. He was one of my inspiring people because he started a podcast to sell a book. And I'm like, well, what if I started a successful podcast? And then what if that became a marketing platform for a book that I may write one day? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Oh, that is yeah. the baby. That is the old baby you're talking yeah. about. Holy moly. Yeah. But you know what? It, you know what's good about you is you have a podcast voice. You I've been have told a, that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have a radio voice. You have a podcast voice. You have a roll with the punches, too. And you're zany. So, because- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that with the wife. Hey, baby, you know what I'm really annoying? I'm actually zany. <laughs> She'll just look at me, roll her eyes, and be like, yeah, keep telling yourself that. She'll be like, that's why I married you. Who was yeah. I talking to today? It was somebody about husbands are weird and wives love that. Like, Oh, no, wives, she she told me. Right? She's like, I, I've officially always dated assholes, and I think you're one of the biggest ones. I'm like, well, obviously, because put, we put rings on it. So... <laughs> Oh my God. I think what she meant to say is like, I embrace your weirdness and you complete me. That's where I, that sounds lovely. Um, Yes. Maybe, maybe not in her words though. Like my husband, I like your translation software in your head. It sounds amazing. It's a download. I'm just giving it a whirl. I'm I'm a beta tester, but my husband gets up on the weekends and he goes downstairs to like the, to the man cave area, you know, and he plays heavy metal. And I, oh. and he thinks it bothers me, but you know what? And lately though, he's like playing the doors and the Beatles and the nice. turtles sing that one song that I can't remember what the hell it is. Um, but he's, he plays bass and he plays electric guitar. So he'll go down there and that's what I wake up to. And I'm serious. Like I can't imagine waking up any other way. I would be so sad <laughs> if I was like sanitarium like if that was not my sunday wake up it's one call. of the first groups i started listening to is that right oh yeah i was a big metallica megadeth iron maiden yeah oh, god that's totally him yeah that's that, him. i mean that's i was like born in 77 funny. i'm 42 so yeah i know i'm older than you uh, age is only a number i don't like that you're that's living genius. fabulous well thank you yeah um so so the podcast sprang out of that. So this is crazy. So now let's get to the, we have the introduction in the beginning where it's like, ah, a hot shot. And uh, yes. now yeah. we're coming around to talk about what in the hell is a hot shot? Well, that's obviously, well, that was part of the podcast creation and the brand. And actually, if you go far enough back, Live the Fuel 
oh my God, I keep talking about pulling out and finding all the original logo files because <laughs> they look like shit. Uh, but anyway, like I started a Facebook page back when Facebook pages could actually do things organically and oh, you didn't yeah, have to pay yeah. to play. Um, <laughs> before, before Facebook now pays for TV commercials to get you to create Facebook groups. Have you seen that? <gasps> anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I wondered about that because I was like, not only is my phone like the betrayer, right? Oh, yeah. And just like the Russian spy, sorry, mm -hmm. Ruskies, but it, it seemed like I started wondering one day, like maybe I'm seeing different commercials no. than other people are seeing. They had them last night in my hotel TV right here. Like I was, I turn, I, I don't normally turn on the hotel TV anymore. I'm usually too busy, but I was like, I'll just turn on for background noise while I was working. Sure. And then sure enough, there's these weird, awkward commercials of people all of a sudden walking out and blowing on a kazoo. And oh then, my God, it's the kazoo the, Facebook the kazoo, group. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so Facebook makes so much money that they're paying TV commercials to get you to live in their Facebook platform, which I told everybody this a long time ago. I said, Facebook groups is the way of the future for Facebook. They haven't monetized them yet, but you know they're going to if they're already oh, spending money on TV commercials. I, I hope they never do. Yeah, I hope it's already, they never do. We've been, we've been talking about it in the marketing world for the past two, three years. It's coming. So just I know that ready. makes me so sad, though, because... It does, but they're, they're, they want... Facebook is trying to get you to live in their world and never leave, right? It's a contained, controlled environment. It's like and, being a real Sims, you yeah. know? Remember the exactly. Sims? I never mm -hmm. had, um, and I'm gonna, I'm looking for something, you'll know exactly why I'm looking for it in just a minute, and then you're gonna be laughing hysterically. So, okay. we'll keep talking about it, but it's like yeah. the Sims, and Facebook never, wait, is that a kazoo? Oh my God. Are you in a, the Facebook kazoo group or whatever that thing's called? No, because <laughs> that would be awful. Uh, well, no, I, I didn't join the group, but I like the page. And okay. here's why because uh, I don't play a musical instrument. So my no, husband. No, yeah. yeah, no, my husband was like, I'm going to buy you this kazoo. And so he went to Guitar Center one day and he came home with the kazoo. And now I use it everywhere. Um, and it's actually a magnificent instrument for annoying people. But I just oh, yes. Show it you very, that. very much is so. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. But that was, not, that was not the inspiration behind me creating the Live the Fuel page. I <laughs> did it to, I wanted to make, I just wanted to start. Um, I was doing a lot of mindset work back then. This is back in. 2013 2014 so this is what six years ago now yeah, and that's what yeah. I, that's how it started it started just as a facebook page you know like we all talk about in business like sometimes you just got to start taking action there was no goal of creating a business or anything i just wanted to start pushing motivational inspirational content that i loved uh either that i created or i shared from other barriers and then it just kind of grew from that and then it's like oh wait a minute what if my voice could be shared in a broader fashion. And I became obsessed with podcasts and I was listening to them like crazy as part of my own mm -hmm. uh, personal and professional development work. And I was like, well, and so it was, it was audio books and podcasts to this day. I still crush audio books and podcasts when I'm traveling. And I said, like, Oh wait, what if I launched podcasts? And that's obviously fast forward that, you know, but tell people, me, I so tell me, this is lifestyle. So. so tell me about hot shots though, because. And then the hot shot thing. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, it's all good. It's all, but that's it's why fire was always in the logo. Fire was always in the logo and it's still in my logo to this day. And now there's a whole different kind of fire logo for fuel foundations because serving as a hot shot was, uh, is, is to this day still 
one of the elite positions in wildland firefighting. Uh, mm -hmm. If anybody pays attention to the news and what they saw going on in Australia over the past few months, yes. that's wilderness, AKA wildland firefighting, which occurs every single year here in Western United States in the drier climates. Now, obviously I'm talking to you from the East coast right now in New York, uh, but there's really, I think one hotshot crew based on the East coast. <laughs> everybody sure. else, everybody else is out West. I was based yeah. in Arizona. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I had briefly dated a girl who was moving back to be, be a hotshot. And I'm like, what's a hotshot? And then she's like, it's one of the elite positions for wildland firefighting. And I'm like, well, that sounds amazing. Especially if a girl's going to go do it. That sounds cool. Uh, so she, she definitely <laughs> leveled up her, uh, her hot points. And so for the next couple of years, while I was doing my corporate gig and I was back in school on nights and weekends doing my BS in marketing and psychology, cause I thought I needed that piece of paper which by the way, does nothing for your business skills. Uh, I, uh, I, I, it's like, I, I, every time I had a free moment, I'd go and Google and research all about this profession. And then fast forward, went to uh, Long Island, New York, found a fire academy to get certified, finished a degree, uh, went to Colorado to another academy, started networking, landed uh, over, over a very productive lunch, landed a interview with a superintendent of a hotshot crew out of Arizona, and he gave me a shot. And uh, I spent two years, 2010 and 2011, fighting wildfires for the federal government all over the West. So, you're jumping out of planes. You're, you're doing crazy stuff as a hotshot, You didn't jump out right? of planes. So smoke okay. jump, there's, there's two, this, I love clarifying this. I should probably put this as a chapter. There's two elite type one, uh, you know, incident response, like, like special forces level. I don't, that's not my words. The, the movie that came out two years ago used those words. What's those the name of it? Only the brave. Only the brave, right? And we'll do a link to that. Okay. So only the brave is is a pot. They actually did a good job. I was worried when that movie was going to come out, um, but they did honor the memory of the fallen Granite Mountain hotshots, who are also based in Arizona, uh, who fell that the nineteen of the twenty had fallen in the line of duty on June thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. Damn. Um, and they were based in Prescott, Arizona, and the fire they died on was just outside of Prescott. They were trying to protect uh, the town of Yarnell, Arizona. And in typical hotshot fashion, they're the first to go in. So yeah. they were out there all alone trying to get a containment on it until reinforcements could get there. Um, they unfortunately on, on one of their escape routes to try and get to a safety zone that was established on a, a ranch. Uh, they were cut off and burned over. So uh, okay. that, movie, that movie tells that story. So That's that is crazy. the worst case scenario of any wildland firefighter, whether you're type one or type two. Uh, but the, the, the type one level crews are either hot shots or you're a smoke jumper. And the smoke jumpers, there's way less of them because they're very specialized. They will skydive in with their gear and then do like an initial like scope out the zone, figure out how bad it is, especially if it's in a remote area. And then they call in hotshot reinforcements and then hell attack and all these helicopters. And then eventually build out an entire, you know, war zone for firefighting. So <laughs> you're, so your boots on the ground. Yeah. We, we, we're the guys who hike in with everything on our backs. So, Oh my gosh. And so talk to me about temperatures. Like, did you have any thermometers to measure like inside your jackets or anything like how hot it is because i know there's no, jacket. There's there's no, no jacket. what what is there there's just there's a button-down shirt well i would hope there i mean don't you have some protection though don't you have to 
So you just go in there, you just go in there and you're like, you know what? I mean the the thread all right, so the thread the threads in the button down long sleeve shirt and your and your cargo pants are made out of Nomex, which is a fire resistant thread material. This is not what you see city firefighters wearing. There's okay. no way there's no way you can hike up a forty five degree pitch mountainside carrying a chainsaw on your shoulder and forty pounds of shit in your backpack. No, with yeah. city firefighting gear. People are like, oh, you don't have an air tank? I'm like, oh, yeah. Let me throw that weight on while I'm at it, too. Uh, but how do you get the oxygen? Because you're walking into the – so you must you, be you, compromised. Oh, yeah, you're you're fucked off. I mean, the guy <laughs> – I mean, I, 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 my, my language was way worse when we were firefighting. We had a whole lot of F-bombs. Um, but, sure, I'm sure. So the – it was a very eye-opening experience because the um, – yeah, if it got too thick, you had to back out because you couldn't breathe. So uh, it's 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 <sighs> there's a lot of research going on right now about the long-term health impacts uh, to your lungs because kind of like coal miners, right? You yes. shouldn't be breathing in all those particulates. <clears throat> and that was actually one of the reasons why I had decided. I was like, I I did my two years, earned my belt buckle. <clears throat> which is one of the few things you get from serving as a hotshot. Once you put in your time, if, if you've earned the right, they, they will award you a special serial number on the back of a custom belt buckle with your cruise logo on it. And I'm literally wearing it right now because How are you? <laughs> I take that, I take that shit seriously. Um, well, it, you, it, yeah, that's part of the book. Like that, that career choice literally transformed my life, like changed everything. It was like, hello, wake up call. Doesn't matter how much money you have or what car you drive or I don't wow. know, keeping up with the Joneses, all that shit went out the window, man. When I did that for two years, it was like, Oh, I really don't have a clue about life. <laughs> it said, wasn't that the greatest thing ever? Because then you just yeah. went, Oh, okay. Yeah. If I, if I'm not serving, if I'm not respecting death, if I'm yep. not respecting risk, if I'm whatever the case is, when you come face to face with that change, every everything's mm. different. You don't even care. And when you're when you're serving alongside of men and women, risking their lives with you, mm -hmm. and I I just you can't even see it. Like I'm actually I can feel the hair standing up on my arms. I actually have the chills right now. Just I, when I talk about this stuff. I don't even realize that my body just reacts to this day. Like watching that movie, Only the Brave. Like tears were rolling, hair stand up on the arms. I, it just left. I mean, some people may look at that psychologically as a scarring impact. I don't know. Um, sure. maybe, maybe I can somewhat relate to try and understand what law enforcement and, and military go through. I don't know. Uh, but it's a very massive awakening, I guess is a, is a good word for it. Uh, so, yeah. so what's a waste of time in life? We've got people listening who are sick. We chasing have money. People, chasing money is a waste of time. And I make more money now than I've ever done, but I don't chase it. Right. But does it find you because yes. you, you use your law passion? Yeah. Law of attraction. I believe and in it's that. not, it's not some hanky janky BS, is it? No. No, like really? I, I, I was in a meeting today with a huge distribution company up here for my client, the one I do all the sales for. Yeah. And I literally am friends with all the CEOs of the company. Like when I walk in, they leave their office to come out, shake my hand and say hi. That's because you're real dude, man. That's why. Like, That's the, guy, the guy I had my meeting with, he told me at the end, he's like, listen, he's like, I was like, oh, congrats on the new office. We're hanging out. He's like, yeah. He's like, you're only the fourth rep representative that I've allowed in here. 
you know, that does, you know, sales with us. I'm like, yeah, but you guys have a lot of reps. He's like, yeah, but I don't like any of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh uh, I was like, so I should feel special. He's like, no, nah, dude. He's like, he's like, you're a professional. You're real. You've never faked anything. And if I ask you for something, you actually get back to me in a quick manner. Like you don't ignore me. He's like, these are, these are basic fundamentals of life that I think people take for granted. Like, dude, if someone calls you, call them back. If yeah. somebody emails you, call them back, then email them back. Nobody wants to call people back anymore. What's up with that? Uh, I don't know if that's yeah, in your business yeah. training program. You should put that in there. Hello, pick up the freaking phone and call people. I do. I do put that in there. <laughs> but at the same time, like, don't call me without letting me know. Like, text me first, you know, yeah. so that I can prepare, you know, because if I see something come over my phone and I'm like, hmm. I don't know who this is. Um, people are like, well, I just thought I'd give it a shot and give you a call. I'm like, I literally will not pick up. I nice. literally won't unless I, if I know you, but if I see a number that's unidentified, like whatever, California, I'll be like, mm, I'm not doing that. I don't know. I don't want to engage. You well, know. Especially nowadays with all the robo dialers, like you, you've that's actually increased the risk of not getting followed up with. Like you have to do try everything. You got to, this is sales one-on-one people. We're going into sales training right now. It's like, <laughs> Hey guys, it, it's no longer a four step follow-up. It might be 12 follow-ups. You got to text, you got to email, you got to leave voicemails. You got to do it all because yes, you do. there's so much noise nowadays. Yes. You got to find out that, I mean, again, in, in my example, I'm standing out because I'm real. I actually get to know these people. I want to know about their lives. And I wasn't always that way. I did sales before firefighting. Okay. But I was all business. I thought being a professional was all business. It's mm -hmm. not. The biggest deals I've closed, the biggest uh, contracts I've landed are because in a one-hour meeting, the first 30, 40 minutes are us shooting the shit, talking yeah. about the right. family, the kids, uh, the last hunting trip, the ski trip. Uh, hey, how's the weight loss going? Like me taking an actual interest in their lives. And yeah. then me, me sharing about me too. It's not one what like they get a kick out of it because I'm I'm a, a lot of these guys. That guy today, he's like he's like I love I love hearing. He's like what do you go what do you do recently? He's like did you go skydiving again? You jump out of a fucking helicopter for your wedding? I'm like yeah, we did all that. You know like yeah, <laughs> you know he's I like, told you zany. <laughs> I told you. Well, yeah. you know why I'm zany? Because my last name is Mulvaney. I'm Zany Mulvaney. Zany Mulvaney. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, there's your new hashtag. Oh my God, that's crazy. So put it on the business card. <laughs> so one, so one final question for you. And time yeah. always flies with you. Time yeah. just has wings when you're on this show. Literally, it's yeah, crazy. you know you and I have a good riff together. So. We do. We really do. But so if I'm listening today and I'm in the scarcity mindset and I'm worrying, yeah, do you have some kind of flashing light going oh, no, on like, behind you? The what sun is, is the sun is setting. <laughs> oh, I, I think I left the TV on over there, okay. but it's like, I, I think like, because <laughs> the sun is setting so much that, hold on a second, it's weird. It is weird. It's like you got a big disco ball going on. It's crazy. He's got, uh, we're on video. You guys can't see this. We're on video, but uh, so we're literally it, sun is setting. So it's like, Oh, okay. There's, I need to turn lights on now, I guess. So. Yeah. That was crazy because behind <laughs> you was like, I'm on stage. I know. Right. Off, oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah. I'm about to go and do my act next. So oh, yeah. you are. So you're rehearsing <laughs> your ventriloquism act with yeah. Zany Mulvaney. You're well, now I can turn it. You see the sun's, the sun's yeah. down already. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're an hour ahead. So I still oh, have a, right. little, a little dribble of, of light behind us. We're very excited because we get to eat dinner 
with the sun out now. It's just That's an so amazing. Nice. It's so, so nice because you just live in a tunnel. Otherwise, you're just like a mole in a hole. So, anywho, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm at home. I'm in the scarcity mindset, and I'm just and I'm thinking about money and how can I earn it, and I'm afraid I can't make my bills. What is the best thing for me to do? Mm, that's a very broad and generalized question. Um, You're welcome. A lot of it, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll, I, this was awakened and reminded to me just through all the years of podcasting. Now I'm coming up on four years of podcasting. It's crazy. Yeah. I talk about health, business, and lifestyle, but above all of that mm-hmm. is the mindset work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care who I'm talking to and maybe I can thank, I will say I was busted on college before in university education. The one thing I took out of that was the psychology, the courses I study, I still use it to this day. You don't have to go back to school people and, and go study psychology. Um, right, right. But there's those classic Jim Rohn quotes, right? The product of the five people you spend most time with. Holy crap. Look at your mindset, not just how you're thinking, right? The negative Nancy thing needs to get thrown out the window. Okay. You need to start thinking more fully, more wholly. What can I do to level up? You know, it's little things. It's little things. The people you're surrounding yourself with. If nobody wants to support your new business adventure, that's your closest friends and family, stop talking to them about it. Okay. And I like that too, because it's easier (laughs) than saying, detach yourself from them. No, I'm not saying that. Right. Which is very overwhelming for people. And they hear that advice and then they go, oh, okay, well, I'm out. Because I can't do it. It's my mom. It's my sister. It's my dad. It's my whatever. Oh, me. Come on. You know I'm a health and fitness nut. No one in my family listens to my health and fitness nutrition. I mean, dude, like I'm the, <laughs> no one looks like me in my family at all. Okay. No one does CrossFit competitions and ski races and races mountain bikes in my family. But that's me. I'm, I'm different. And I, I can't be upset with them about that. Same thing with business. Okay. Yeah. Do not talk to your friends and family about your business. Right. Right. That, that's my spouse. biggest tip. You can talk Go to find, your spouse. Find the people. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have it. to keep you have to keep your spouse involved. You, you do. Have to keep them, <laughs> it's just, that's important. Otherwise, it's like, hey, you know what yeah. I did? I went yeah. to the casino and I made a bunch of money. Here yeah. it is. You know, but like you know, like you you have a mastermind group for for writers, right? Authors that you you added me into, right? So it's like, there you go. Find little groups. They don't have to be big ones. Communities. We just they got them busting on Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Then there's a, there's thousands of Facebook groups. Okay, but, surround yourself with like minded people. And communities, I think, should be smaller because there's greater engagement. You're going to get so much, like, you have a slew, just a shit ton of Facebook friends. You have a shit ton of people that you know, like on LinkedIn and everywhere else, right? Instagram. I have too many connections. (laughs) Right. But you don't have deep. You have within those connections. So you have to find some place in your life where it's like, okay, I'm connecting on a deeper level with this person or with these people in this group, we have this commonality. You're not going to get everything from the people that you're closest to. You're not, you're not going to get it all from your spouse. You're not going to get it all from your best friend. You're not going to get it all from your mom. And you know what? It's not even fair to put that expectation on them because if you're focused on this type of journey where it's like, well, I'm just going to keep going on up. This trajectory is, you know, stratospheric. It, you're not going to get what you need to hear and the kind of support that you need unless you are surrounded with like-minded people. It doesn't mean I am of the opinion like you. Like, there are some people you need to cut off, like, 
right now. Like you're a bank no, robber, absolutely. you gotta go, right? Yeah, but you're <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing criminal activity, you probably wanna get them out of your inner circle. Right, yeah. exactly. But if there's somebody who's like, oh, my cousin, and she just bitches a lot about, you know, doing the laundry all day and she drinks a little too much wine, you don't need to kick her to the curb. You just need to adjust your conversation so you're not talking about it with her. And, and that's a struggle. That's, that's a part, that's part yeah. of this whole thing that you and I are trying to close out with here is that yeah. sometimes these, you said the key word, connecting with people. So this yeah. isn't about networking. I've been doing a lot of reemphasis on this. I was always a networker for years. Right. This is beyond networking. You need to be connecting with people. So that's who you start looking for. The people that you actually connect and vibe with that you want to, you look forward to being around, you look forward and, and enjoying their energy and your energy is actually mutual. And then you're feeling their fire and they're feeling, they're feeling your fire. It's, it's a vice versa thing. That's what you want. So yeah. yes, you don't have to cut people out of your life. A lot of these gurus, Oh, cut these negative. No, I'm not going to cut my mom and dad. out. I'm not going to cut my sister, and my brother out, even though my sister and brother are a pain in my ass. Uh, it's <laughs> no, I'm not cutting them out. They're and hi, if you're listening, yeah, hi. They, don't listen. they don't listen to shit. <laughs> Come on. Personal professional growth that does not exist. It doesn't exist in my in my family speak. All right, this is oh. this is me surrounding myself with people like you and everybody else. That's Who part of this it? thing, right? It's like yeah. guys, like I still gonna go spend time with them. Granted, not as much as years ago. I'm not. I didn't cut them out, but there's a lot of other attention spans and connections that I actually take accountability for. I'm like, dude, these people connected with me for a reason. I'm helping them. So it's yeah. not it's not always around money. It's around there's a professional relationship there. Like we need to look after each other. And those are the kinds of people you want to be working with. Right. We help each other with our mindsets. We help yeah. each other stay on track. We get real with each other. Like if you're going, if, if you were like, you know what, I'm going to throw all this in the trash and yeah. I'm about to head out to Nepal. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Let's talk about this. Yeah. What's going on. So you need those different kinds of people, but I like, I like the amendment to the usual guru advice of like, cut it out like a tumor. It's yeah. not a tumor. You don't need to, you don't need to view your life in that way. Like there's, there's total shades of gray. So, yeah. and, and that gray you're referring to, yeah, you'll, you'll find over time, those people, if they truly did value that connection, they will work harder to stay in your life. If yeah. they don't, they just magically start phasing away. And I, you didn't actually have to do anything negative, right? It's like, oh, they're just not calling as much because I'm busy. I'm busy. Okay. And also, and like they're uncomfortable too. So, yeah. you know, it, if you're doing different things, it pushes to the forefront what they're not doing. And even if you're not talking about it, they're going to be like, nah, you know what? I got to go. If you start, <laughs> if you start breeding success, which you will, I'm not going to say if, so back to your earlier part of this question, right? These people who are struggling, yes, you will. The success will come. The law of attraction is real. You have to change your mindset. You have to change people you're around with and be prepared for those negative Nancys to not understand what's going on and then try and still criticize you if they can because they're not on the same trajectory. All of a sudden, you're a rocket ship and they're going to feel like they're being left behind and they don't understand. And that's okay. That's not your job to help them understand. That's they right. need to take accountability for their own shit show and then get on the same bandwagon that you did, or at least find their own inner circle of trust to start figuring out that rocket ship path like you've just figured out. And they and, don't want to, and you can't make yeah. them. 
and you yeah, know they have to get the awakening people. themselves they absolutely do well scott i want to thank you so much for being on the show and um sitting through the technological difficulties of modern day it's adventures it's yeah. a bit it's adventurous absolutely that's like a and we coined a phrase for you, Zany Mulvaney. Zany Mulvaney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll buy, I'm, t- I'm in. I'll buy one. I will. I'll wear it. I'll, I'll do the hashtag. There you go. I'll get you on. So I don't even know how to spam spell Zany. I'll figure that one out next. <laughs> I'll tell you. I got you. Right. I got All you, right. Dan. All right. This was a pleasure, though. Thank you. It's been an honor as always. Scott Mulvaney a.k.a. Zany Mulvaney, is here to stay. He is, he's the epitome of pick something and get very, very, very good at it. He is the epitome of keep pushing yourself right out of your comfort zone and then challenge yourself some more. When you listen to him, I hope you let him inspire you. Ever since I met him, he has inspired me. I don't think he knows fear but he builds his life on the actions he is compelled to take to learn more about his fuel foundations and the ways he is helping people in Pennsylvania. Please reach out to him at, and this is where you come in. How do you want people to reach out to you? <laughs> you can find me anywhere at live the fuel and now fuel foundations has also got their own social media presence too. So that's at fuel foundations as well. Uh, and there's, you can go to fuelfoundations.org to the website and you can learn more about it there or livethefuel.com. Uh, that's where everybody finds me. So fantastic. And don't forget to follow Calvin, the coonhound or listen yes. to his podcast. His podcast yes. is uh, phenomenal. I think and you'll, you'll be really- back on soon. Yes, I will. I will be guest hosting with you shortly. Absolutely. All right, people reviews. I am virtually jumping up and down to stress my point. I was just on the iTunes site and the reviews are woeful. We need to keep kicking things into gear and you know better than anyone else because I won't shut up about it that reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts and podcasters everywhere. They enable us to keep going to get some of the bills paid, very vital to nonprofits, and they help us spread our mission and we are able to assist people even further. I hope you will do the small part and thank you in advance. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.